Hey, White Oak, Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. I must admit, normally when we arrive at this time of year, I find myself saying things like, wow, I can't believe another year has gone by so fast, or are we really starting a new year already? Or can you believe that 2022 is over? How do we get here? But I'm gonna be super honest with you, right? Right now, I feel like 2022 needed to be done. Like, I'm ready for it to be over. It was a long year and I'm ready for something new. What do you feel when you approach the new year? I'm sure it's a cross-section of emotions, right? Some of us feel super nostalgic. Some of us maybe are more excited for new beginnings and others grieve a loss or fear the unknown ahead. A friend of mine challenged me a few years ago to choose a word for the year. Now, maybe you've heard about this. The idea is that you choose one word that represents a focus for your year. For example, you might say that the word for your new year is intentional. So maybe you want to focus on being more intentional with your time and your relationships, for example. So you'll focus not on wasting your time on social media and not overscheduling your calendar, but instead you'll have more meaningful conversations with the people in your life and you'll steward your resources better. So this, this idea never really took with me, all right? I never chose a word for my year. I mean, I loved the idea, I just didn't execute it. I came across a verse the other day in Proverbs that I'd like to share with you. Now, the book of Proverbs is considered wisdom literature in the Old Testament, which means it's a collection of wisdom and sayings and advice, many of them written by King Solomon, one of Israel's wisest and wealthiest kings about 700 years before Jesus is born. There's something about when you read the book of Proverbs that you really need to understand. They're not supposed to be read as if they're all indisputable facts, like if you do this, then this will always happen. For example, Proverbs 22, six says this, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, if you're a parent of a child, or if you're a child of a parent, you know that you can train up a child in the way that he should go, and he can very easily deviate drastically from that path. There are no guarantees. Now, does that mean that Proverbs is wrong or not inspired by God? Absolutely not. Proverbs should be read as general truths and wisdom to guide your life and faith, but it doesn't always turn out perfectly or in the way we'd like. See, often, however, you come across a proverb that speaks truth regardless of circumstance. Sometimes the authors experienced a movement of God in their lives, and they share with us indisputable truths about who God is. And we can measure these statements of truth up against other things we find in Scripture about God to see whether they are consistent about God's character. So let's take Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You see, I can put this statement up against what I know about who God is throughout Scripture, and I can see the truth in that statement. We can make plans and choose words that we hope will shape our year, but God's will and His desires will always come to pass and trump mine every time. 
So here at White Oak, we focused in 2022 around one word. It wasn't a word of our choosing. To honestly, I felt like it was a word that God really put on our hearts. The word was sovereignty. And maybe that sounds familiar to you. I hope it does. If you're newer to White Oak, let me explain. We've spent 2022 talking about how God is sovereign. He has a higher view of what is right and good and true. He's not influenced by outside forces. He possesses supreme authority. We said that in order for us to discover full life in Jesus, that we must submit our perspective to God's. And we talked about the, the trustworthiness and the power of the Bible. We learned how to read our Bibles and allow God's word to, to form us. We talked about the transformational power of Jesus's life, his words, his death, and his resurrection. And we learned about how the Holy Spirit wants to produce in us fruit that draws us and those around us closer to God's heart. We learned about our identity and our generosity and how they're formed and shaped by God's sovereign love and power. I mean, there's no question that in this past year, our culture has challenged our views. It's challenged us on things like sexuality and identity. It's challenged our hope and, and the sense of purpose. It's challenged us on what we believe our truth is or what we believe about life or, or, or choice and, and the foundation for our hope. And so we needed a year to, to remind us that our heavenly father is good and his vantage point is higher and better than our own. His spirit directs our hearts toward what he says is true and best. And if we surrender and bow to his sovereignty, we'll experience the love of Jesus flooding into our lives. When we surrender to our heavenly father, we receive freedom and, and purpose and identity that nothing and no one else can give or take away. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So this past summer, my family and I took a vacation to Anna Maria Island on the Gulf Coast of Florida. And if you're ever there, I encourage you to go to Two Scoops Ice Cream, which is right across the street from the pier. It's amazing. My family loves taking all sorts of vacations, sightseeing, hiking, mountains, Manhattan, you name it. Now this past summer, however, it was time for the beach. 2020 and 2021 were so stressful and hard, we needed to switch gears. We needed to shut everything else off and focus on simply relaxing. We needed to leave everything else behind. So we didn't plan to do one thing. We literally sat on the beach, stayed in the water, swam in the pool and ate a ton of food. That was it. We shut out all the things around us and just focused on relaxing. And I'm telling you, it was awesome. Well, do you ever feel like your faith journey sort of gets that way too? You put your faith on autopilot, like you've had a rough season and you sort of just check out. Maybe you stop reading God's word or you're, you're not praying as, as much or at all. You're not serving others consistently. You kind of find yourself asking fewer questions and taking fewer risks for God and instead you just complain or criticize. Maybe you still go through some of the motions, but you sort of just disengage. 
About halfway through 2022, I'll be honest with you, I sort of felt that was happening at White Oak. Like, we were so focused on recovering from the 2020 shutdown and getting things going here at White Oak again, I had a sense that something big was missing. Like, we weren't out in our communities like we used to be. Maybe, like, we weren't serving each other on Sundays like we used to. We had a newly phrased mission of connecting people to full life in Jesus, but we had, we had drifted from, from getting our hands dirty and actually doing it. You see, in 2022, we've set the stage for loving a sovereign God. And next, God commands us to love one another. And that's what we must come back to and what we will be focusing on in 2023. And White Oak, that's the word that God has put on our hearts for 2023, one another. Did you know that there are 59 references to one another in scripture? 59 times Jesus, Paul, John, and others tell us something about how to one another, to love, honor, and serve one another, or just a few examples. It's as if God is trying to tell us that the reality of his kingdom is manifested in how we treat one another. And guys, that's a powerful realization. Have you ever noticed when you're on a family vacation, how the entire vacation can rise or fall based on how the family interacted with one another? It's a critical component to the whole experience. If the kids are playing nicely, they're sharing on the car ride, they're keeping their hands to themselves, or if everyone's patient with each other and everyone's willing to do the things that everyone else wants to do. Like if the spontaneous people are generous toward the type A planners and the type A planner types loosen up and give in a bit for the spontaneous people, man, that vacation is going good. However, if the kids are fighting, if the spontaneous people just keep blowing off the plans and the planner continues to crack the whip at the spontaneity, then the entire vacation is colored by the lack of care for one another. Now, here at White Oak, we aren't on vacation, but we are on mission. And when Jesus went around the table, and he washed the feet of his disciples in John chapter 13, he told us straight up that he was setting an example for us. Look in verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. You see, we get into trouble sometimes when we inconspicuously believe and act as if our faith is personal. So we might consider ourselves Christians. We might call Jesus our Savior but we don't trust his power at work in us to do the things that he did. And many of us will go our whole lives mistakenly believing that faith is about what I believe 
and, or it's all about who I say Jesus is. But Jesus turns that idea on its head. In Jesus' kingdom, the I goes away and the we rises to the top. See, we become kingdom-minded and obsessed with one anothering well. So that's right. I just made up a word, all right? One anothering. Now, I need you to get used to it because you're going to hear that a lot in 2023. Jesus says, if you call me Lord, here's what that looks like. How you love, care for, serve, pray for, and honor one another, both your brothers and sisters in Christ and those on the outside who don't yet know Jesus, how you one another shows to which kingdom you have pledged your allegiance. Is it the culture of self-serving religion or self? Or is it the sovereign power and love of an incredibly good heavenly father? See, Jesus didn't just die to save us from the penalty of sin, though he did that. He also showed us a way to die to ourselves. He gave us undeserved grace and mercy so that we also would show others the same thing. Jesus' kingdom recycles his love from the cross to our hearts and souls and back out again as worship to God and mercy to others. White Oak, we want to spend 2023 reclaiming our neighborhoods, our neighbors, our schools, our building space for community good, and reclaiming the lives of those whom God has put right in front of us. I'm talking about loving people who are like us and those who aren't like us. I'm talking about loving well people who value the things that we value and those who don't. I'm talking about reprioritizing our lives so that other people come before ourselves. It's about us walking into the, the church building on the weekends and, and anticipating a worship of God and asking ourselves, how am I deploying my gifts for serving these people here and the guests who are gonna walk through these doors? It's about taking our resources, every single one of them, and asking ourselves, how can we put these towards the needs of others? This is about us asking God to activate our faith, to launch our feet and our hands into the messiness of one anothering. Many are the plans and the person's heart but it is the Lord's purposes that prevail. We have the spirit and the power of God in us to make huge impact in our schools, our places of work, our city, and around the world, to literally change the spiritual landscape of the places where we have influence. And White Oak, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to get your hands dirty and your feet moving. And I invite you to go there with me in 2023.